What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from beautiful Midtown Studios in downtown Bakersfield. Yeah. I am your host, Matt, along with my co-host, Daniel. What is going yeah. on, my so friend? So I'm going to get my vision board from last year and see if I can <laughs> Just copy-paste? <laughs> yeah, copy-paste of this year. Man, we are <laughs> kicking 2020 to the <laughs> curb. On. My, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start a new series called "It's About Time." Yeah. That's what that's what I'm gonna. 2021, yeah. man, we're excited for yeah, this man. new year, for yes. this new season. We know that God does not waste anything, and God has plans. And so, moving onward, we yeah. go. Uh, so. This episode, I'm very excited to share the idea of compare, comply, or complete. And it, this 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 CSG moment kind of came in the midst of of studying uh, Colossians in the book of Colossians chapter two verses nine through twelve, uh, where the writer shares, "For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. You have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority." In him, you are also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. He's talking about a change of your heart. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. When we changed, when Christ changed your heart, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised Jesus from the dead. In Jesus, we have been brought to fullness. Uh, another translation says, I love it. In Jesus, you have been made complete. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, when did we adopt this idea that Jesus came to get us to comply, mm -hmm. to be complicit? Because mm -hmm. I feel like we as people still have a tendency to lean into complying or comparing in the in, in in the Christian world, in the church, and in, in the world, we we compare our lives with other people's lives. Well, you still got your own issues, yeah, but my life isn't as bad as this life. Or man, God, how come how come I can't be? Man, I'm so sorry. I'm not as when I first got saved. I was like, man, I know I don't know as much as you do because you've been saved longer. But that doesn't mean that God won't you like. We right. compare or we comply. We say until you do this, this, this. Until you dress like this, you talk like this, you act like this, then you can't sit with me or you can't come and be a part of what we're doing in a sense we're trying to earn our way into heaven or into God's good graces yeah right I think I think we've been like programmed man for, for like conditioned mm -hmm. to compare and comply okay because you jump on social media right and social media kind of teaches you to compare mm. or comply you either you, you either look at somebody's feed, what somebody else is doing, and you compare yourself, or you want to be like them, you know, mm -hmm. or they say, this is how you should be. So you're going to comply with what they're doing or what, what, uh, what they believe in or what they value, whatever it is, or you're constantly comparing yourself. And I think the generation that we live in, it has kind of conditioned people to, to walk their lives out like that. Yeah. You I mean? saw a commercial the other Crazy. day for an app. Um, that's probably going to make millions of dollars, but it was an app that, um, uh, has like built in filters that contour your face. Whoa. So like it sucks in your cheeks. It gives you high cheekbones. It makes your eyes bigger. It makes your lips more plump. This app does this. Yeah. And I was like, 
what? So it's just people just fooling Match.com left and right now because <laughs> they're using this app and they're taking a selfie and then you're going to show up with that red rose wherever you're meeting the person. You're like, you look nothing like your picture. Yeah. <laughs> you look nothing because you're comparing, right? right. And people don't wait. People wake up in the morning and they and maybe they're, oh, yeah, I woke up like this. A girl's maybe put all their makeup on and then just take a little selfie with their little cup of coffee with a little leaf in the middle of it. I don't know right. how fancy y'all are. But then and then be like, oh, just woke up. And then like do like the duck face and then like this, like what? Because yeah. they're, compa- they want, they're, they're comparing with other feeds, right? right? I totally right. understand what you mean. And don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying like when it comes to like complying or comparing, I'm not saying that we should live however we want, right? Or not do right by God or like, or people. Uh, I just mean like, let's, let's also not get it twisted into thinking the reason Jesus came was to get us to somehow comply or compare right. in our walk with with God. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus himself says, "Don't misunderstand why I have come. Mm-hmm. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose." In other words, and, and, and people even missed that. Jesus is like, "Look, none of you can do this. I came to fulfill this completely. I've been I've been doing this from the from from my birth. Yeah. I have not committed one sin, and I'm going to fulfill this law." so that you can be invited into this kingdom with me, yeah. right, through me. And, and Jesus said this, and while on the cross, what were his final words? Mm-hmm. Before he gives up his spirit, yeah. he says, it is accomplished. Yeah. He says, it is, it is, uh, most people say, oh, he said it is finished. And some of y'all were saying this, maybe on your, on your morning commute, it is finished. Okay, that is what the Bible says in a lot of translations, but the actual definition of what he said was it is accomplished. What was accomplished? The fulfillment of the law yeah. was accomplished. The sacrifice of Jesus paved the way for us to be made whole, not correct. Right. Not to live, oh, I'm going to live a correct, I'm co- now I'm complicit. Mm-hmm. Now, no, you, you were never complicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll never be able to comply in the way in which you're thinking, right? So I'm not saying go live however you want. Mm-hmm. I'm saying... You, we lean into these yeah. things of do this or, you know, cake or death. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the, the vibe you get. Not the vibe, but that's actually what it was um, even in Jesus' day where the Pharisees yeah. were like, this is what you got to do. This yeah. is the way you got to act. These are all the laws. This is the customs. And if you don't fall in the line with this, then you're outcasted. You're not part of, of what this is. And that is, that's, that's religion at its best. Right. <laughs> When you when you compare or you're complicit, that's religion at its best. When you're putting putting a requirement of what you say it should be. Yeah, yeah. Signing signing away. You know, this is this is not um, a situation where God sent His Son to die on a cross so that you could compare your life with others or so that you could continue to try to follow rules that Jesus came and died after he fulfilled all of them. It is not why that God's desire was for us to find fulfillment in him, not to find fulfillment in keeping up with the Joneses or in our ability to be compliant. You know, you know what happens when we try on our own strength to be compliant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even think about right now, like all these guidelines, you know, and people, you know, staying home and all these, all these orders and, I'm telling you, man, like it's it's almost been a year and people are like, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. 
Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Well, yeah. And, and this, and this idea, and this is what's crazy. See, and I'm glad that you, that you, that you brought that up because this is all this means. You know, we were talking about like, whenever we try to be uh, compliant, we try to comply with the law of God. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to hit that mark. Right. What is the definition of sin? Mm-hmm. Missing yeah. the mark. Sin is an archery term. And when the archer misses the mark, that is called they committed a sin. They missed the mark. We miss the mark because we are not compliant. It's not because maybe we haven't tried. We've tried. And even, even the rich young ruler was like, I followed all the commandments. This is wonderful. Right. And Jesus, by the way, knew, 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 knew his heart. He knew what his issue was, 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 you know, an issue of holding on to those things that he had, the stuff that he had. And, 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 uh, Jesus went, would go on to teach other people. And he would say things like, you've heard it said, do not murder. But I'm telling you that if you're angry with your brother, you've already committed murder in your heart. You've heard it. You've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I'm telling you, if you've looked after a woman with lust in your heart, then you've committed adultery in your heart. What? Guess what? Every, every person has done that. I'm not saying we should aim for that. I'm saying that the mark is not to do that. And so if that is the mark, we've all sinned. We've all sinned. We've all missed these marks because Jesus is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't kill anybody yet. Yeah, but you sure wanted to, didn't you? Yeah. You sure wanted to. And so because of that, you've missed the mark. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. we get that twisted all the time because people by nature are not compliant. Right. Yeah. And and people by nature, I think you're right. People by nature also they 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 lean into comparison. They they, they want to keep up with Joneses. They want to they see what other people have and they want it. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They they may not they may not deserve it. They may not want to earn it, but they want it. Yeah. You know. And so they because yeah. they compare themselves. I think I think the longer you you set out to be compliant mm-hmm. in your own strength, mm-hmm. I think the longer you're sitting in misery, man. Wow. I think the longer you're 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 unhappy, you don't have the joy, you don't have the fulfillment because you're always trying to strive what you weren't meant to strive for. Yeah. You're always trying to carry out what you weren't meant to carry out. And Paul says it in, in Romans chapter seven. He's like, where he's talking about his struggle with sin. Yeah. You know? And he's like, I can't carry out. I can't carry out what I feel like I should, you yeah. know, do. But thank God that he has sent Jesus. Yeah. The grace of God and the love is here for this wretched man. You know, yeah. I love that. I love that uh, that chapter because that's me, man. Like for so many years, just growing up in the church, mm-hmm. um, I tried to measure up. I tried in my own strength to do the right things, to not do this, to not, you know. And it was always this, like, man, just striving to be compliant with the law and like what what God would want me to do. Yep. And it wasn't until the whole idea of completion hit me and I said, you know what, man, like, um, it's not until you're whole, it's not until you're whole inside and, and, and yeah. the Lord begins to fill you. It's not until that happens to where you can really pursue holiness, you know, and pursue all that God has for you. Um, but it comes from this just fulfillment of, of, you know, God's spirit and his love in your life. Um, that kind of pursues you to want to, it's, it's this kind of this yeah. thing. We always talk about relationship, like in a relationship, you want, if you love somebody, you want, you desire to do well. You desire to be a better husband or whatever that is. I think for us in our relationship with Christ, man, it's, it should come from a desire because we're made whole through him. Yeah. And that, and, and that, that 
brings in this and, and kind of kind of stamps even further mm-hmm. the idea of the relationship aspect because when we compare when we comply or we feel like we need to comply or we or we end up comparing um that's when it becomes religion like you like you were mentioning earlier right. that's when it becomes religion for us and um that's just not what this thing is about that's not what this thing has ever been about jesus did not give his life live the life that he lived first of all then give his life uh so that we could continue to just do the same stuff that we've always yeah. done you know and or try to make it right try to live this this perfect life it's not gonna happen i'm not saying that you should not try because the word also says the bible also is very clear that it is you know show me show me your your faith by the works that you do right in other words good works are a byproduct of a life that has been fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is not he did not do everything that he did on the cross and 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 raising himself from the dead so that he could be your line of credit when you compare yourself with others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not a line of credit to give you the desires of your heart. Right? Oh man, we how how many times have we taken that scripture out of context? Yeah. Psalm 37:4. Oh, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, dog, the closer you get to to, to Jesus, the 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 more that you understand that it is him fulfilling you, making you complete and the more completeness that you find in Christ, the more that your desires yeah. become his desires and naturally, of course, he will then fulfill and do whatever you ask whatever you bind in heaven will be bound on earth whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth why because christ has fulfilled you he's made you complete he's not a line of credit for you mm-hmm. he's also not something that you go okay i i gotta i have to be jesus no you need to recognize your need for jesus because yeah. you'll never be jesus yeah. you might be the only jesus that somebody ever sees living on this planet. And so what are you going to show them? Are you going to show them somebody who's constantly comparing because they're insecure, because they're prideful? Are you going to show them somebody that is always trying to live up to some mark mm-hmm. that, that, that was placed there, some bar that, that was placed there either in our own mind or we've allowed r- religious people or religion to place that bar in our lives? Or are we going to let God be God? Yeah. And we're going to live a life surrendered to, to Christ and allow him to kind of bring that wholeness yeah. to us, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if if in our marriages we would we told our wives, Hey honey, why why can't we be like that couple? <laughs> why why can't we do yeah. that? No, why say that. Why yeah. don't why don't you love me like or why don't you do those things for yeah. me? Why don't, could you imagine the dysfunction? <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? <laughs> but, but, but but we do that Absolutely. We do that in our relationship with Christ all the time. Yeah, say that. That's good. That's you true. You know what I'm saying? Like why couldn't we be like that? Why didn't he create me like this? Why can't I want to be I want to have that type of passion. I want I want It's like no, like just just rest in me. Just do do life with me. You yeah. know, love me the way that I've created you in the w- and in, in this journey that we're on right now in this stage of your life that you're on. Let's do life. Let's have a relationship. Yeah, I remember. You know I mean? hey, it's so good. It's it's so true, dude. Yeah. Um and I, I remember um, really the first probably 18 years or so, uh, maybe even 20, like if I want to, we're going to get like super technical. We can say like 
my the almost the entirety of my existence in the church per se. I have been fighting this comparison ideal, not raising up from within myself even, but I've had people telling me, leaders and such, coming up to me and saying, you know what, man, you're, you're too transparent. You need to not, cause I, I've, cause I don't have a problem telling people, man, that I've struggled with pornography in my life. I've, you know, I've, I've experienced the drugs, the alcohol, all that stuff, like the sex, like I've experienced those things and, and I don't have a problem sharing it because I feel like the more right. light that I shed on it, the less power it has. Yeah. So, so I'm, I don't have a problem. And, and, and all it's doing is it's showing that God can, God can bring you up out of those things. Yeah. Right. But I've been told you're, you're too transparent. Oh, you know what? You're, you're, um, you're too relational. You need to, you need to fix that. You need, you know, if you're going to be a pastor, you're going to be a leader, you're going to go plant a church, you're going to go do this, this, or this, or this, or this. You can't just rely on being relational or building relationships with people. You got to learn this, 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 or you got to be this, this, this. And it's, it created this sense of like insecurity within myself where then it wasn't just that I was, I was being compared to either that, whoever those leaders were that were saying those things. Um, but also others that I saw with different giftings or different uh, 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 talents than I had. But it also uh, brought this sense of like, okay, so then that's the bar. Oh, so then that's the bar. And, and, and that is the wrong focus, man. Like that is the wrong focus. And, and, and so like as we go into this new adventure, uh, you know, as we enter into a new year, I'm here to tell you I'm not going to mute who God created me to be to please who somebody else thinks I should be. I'm not going to comply to other people because they think I should be something else because of God is the one that called me and God is the one who will qualify me. And so I just need to lean into who God created me to be. And through Christ, he will, he will fill the gaps. That's, that's who he is. That's how amazing he is, is that every single crack in my armor, God's like, I'll fill that. Don't even, don't even trip. Don't even, you know, lean into me. Lean into me and who I created you to be. And through that, you're going to find yourself being made whole and being made complete. Because otherwise, you're trying to pretend to be something that you will never, ever be. Or trying to pretend to be somebody else. Or you're trying to, you know, reach this bar of complying in such a way. Because you can't be a leader. You can't do this. You can't do that. Unless you or until you do X, Y, Z in that way. Then then you're not relying on Christ. You're relying on the rules. Or you're relying on the example that somebody else has set. That's not Jesus. Yeah. So good. I think even for the beginning of the year, you know, as we look back, um, we don't compare, we evaluate. I think last year, I can look at last year and evaluate my life and right. say, man, this is what God did. This is what I've learned and I'm going to move forward, but I'm not going to compare, you know, I'm not going to compare for the sake of, of wanting to be somebody else or wanting, wanting to, to fit a narrative of somebody else's. Yeah. I'm going to allow God to, to change me and transform me through the experiences that I've had, you know, and use his word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Use his word, man. Yeah. And I think that when you do, like when you do that, I love, you know, we talk about evaluation a lot and, um, you know, I would say that, uh, when we, when comparison enters our lives, then it opens a door for a critical spirit. Right. right? Well, they have, they may have that, but th- this is why probably they're probably not doing this right. Or they're probably, maybe they're not doing. And so it opens this door for a critical spirit and criticism will only breed critics. Yeah. 
There's nothing wrong with evaluation. There's value in evaluation. But criticism will only breed critics. And in the same way that spectacle will only breed spectators. And so we, uh, the church needs to be more than critics and spectacle. Because then all you're going to have is critics and spectators. And that's not who we've been called to be. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we, there's nothing wrong with evaluation. There is value there. We can evaluate yeah. who I am. More importantly, who I am. This is who I'm not. This is who I am. This is everything that God is. Right. Right. This is everything that God is. And so we need to lean into those things so that we we don't nullify the law by our faith. Instead, we uphold the law through faith in Jesus, Mm -hmm. who was the one that accomplished everything that the law required. You know, and and I and I love that you brought you brought the evaluation to the table because I think that it's a key element, you know, in in, in any life. If you want to grow my my. My daughter, who is 12, uh, has seen me make mistakes. She sees her little brother make mistakes. She sees her mama make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And this 12-year-old little girl will come up to us after she sees us make a mistake, whatever the mistake may be, and she'll put her arm around us. She, always, she loves hugs, which is so beautiful. I love that she, you know, she's, she's 12 and she'll still hug us, which is beautiful. She, she's always kind of... But I, I, she has this gift of empathy, which is just so beautiful to see in action. And she comes up to us, and she'll hug us, and she says, it's okay, because now you can see the mistake, and you can be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> go to your room. I'm the parent. You're the child. <laughs> Get out of my face with that. No, but it, it's so true, because I think, too, part of part of what happens is, if you, that will kind of almost really too kind of open the door. Now I'm preaching to myself that it will open the door to who you really are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a, if you're a critic to others, you're going to be super hyper critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are an evaluator, you will, you can look at yourself in a healthy way. You can evaluate the things that you've done, the mistakes that you've made, whatever, and you can help to be better, mm-hmm. right? You can evaluate, you can help to evaluate those whose lives you have influence in and you can help to, bring evaluation and clarity to them through through Christ and the wisdom that he might give you and the opportunities that he may give you through open doors and ministry. But we don't want to be critics. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that. I wrote this down right now because you, you were talking about this. Comparison comes from this sense of insecurity where, right. you know, where you feel like you, you need to measure up because you're not secure in who God's created you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always looking for something or somebody or some some type of, you know, <clears throat> just something to, to make you feel better about yourself, you know. Yeah. I think evaluation um, comes from a desire to grow, to be all that you, all that God has chosen you to be and called you to be. Mm. And so even for me, like this year, I'm really going to spend time in prayer and, and just thinking about last year and what are what are some of the things that I learned last year, you know? Yeah. Um, what are the s- some of the things that I thought I knew, but I really didn't? Mm. Because I want to be all that God has called me to be. And I don't want to compare myself to anybody or anybody's ministry or anybody's, you know, husband or father or whatever. Like, I want to c- evaluate my life and grow God's word and grow to all that he's called me to be. So I think there's a huge difference in that. Yeah, that's so good, man. And, you know, so we're at the, we're at the beginning of this year. 
is the first episode of 2021. Take a moment and assess your 2020. Take a moment and assess, evaluate, evaluate, pray, seek the face of God right now in this moment to just take some time, seek the face of God and invite God into the space so that he can bring some clarity. God, the psalmist, the psalmist prayed and the psalmist, as he writes, you know, shine a light in my heart. You know, if there be any, if there's anything that is not of you, if there's any, you know, thing in my heart that should not be, shine a light on it. You know, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me and, and, and let God lead you this year. Do not be focused on comparison or complying, but instead lean in to Christ who exists to make you complete. He exists to make you whole. It is a new year, and we are going to do something new on the CSG podcast, and that is we're going we're gonna to end each show with a recommendation. And so I, I got my recommendation today. Uh, uh, Daniel, I, I have this book yeah. by John Mark Comer called God has a name. And I really, he's one of my, he's one of my favorite writers. He, he really comes at stuff from a, from a really cool angle, really cool perspective. And so he's got a couple books out, but this is one that, uh, that I really enjoyed. God has a name, John Mark Comer. So that is going to be my recommendation for, uh, for this episode. What do you got, Daniel? They say it takes 30 days to develop a habit. And so I have this book. It's the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and uh, by Stephen Covey, and it's actually, man, it's a great book. I'm I'm going through it right now. Um, I'd recommend this, man, to start your year off. Get some, and it's it's some good stuff. Just general, like actually, some like common things that we just don't really think of, but a lot of it deals with just um, switching our perspective, mm. you know, and our paradigm, shifting our paradigm on life and our lives and how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. A really good book. I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody starting the year off seven habits of highly effective people. And there's another recommendation I want to give real quick. All right. Um, <clears throat> because I think this is so important for me last year when I'm a planner. So I love to plan things. I like to see systems. I like to see, see things kind of carried out yep. systematically. And so <clears throat> I, it kind of gets me to tend to worry about the future. And last year, um, was, a, of course, a very, you know, rocky year for us. But the Lord gave me this verse, I say about April of, of 2020, and it's Proverbs 16, 9. And I want to share it with you because I, mean, I think we need to keep this in mind. Just th- things have been kind of unexpected, you know, this last year, and, and there'll probably be some uncertainty this year. But know this. Probably. <laughs> know this. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future but the Lord chooses the steps you will take to get there. Yes. That's the, the passion translation. Trust God. You can, you can plan and that's okay. Like I, I made plans for myself. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to save this. I'm going to, and the Lord said, that's great. You'll do that, but I'm, I'm going to direct your path. I'm, I'm going I'm to show right. you where to go. I'm going to guide you and ultimately get you there, but this is where you need to go right now. And it was hard for me ex- to accept that because I thought I had a plan. I was like, Lord, this is what, what I'm doing, you know? And we can have that in, that in our hearts, and that's great, but allow God to direct and choose those steps that you'll take together and trust him in the process of, of 2021. 
I think that's an amazing scripture to begin our 2021. That's all the time we have on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Follow us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications of new episodes. Let's go get this year, 2021. Go love like Jesus.